Parasite. The cast of Parasite celebrates the collaboration of 10 actors in its cast. With its win tonight, Parasite becomes the first foreign language film in the history of SAG Awards to win this award. Hello, everyone. You are listening to the Next Best Picture Podcast. I am your host, Matt Neglia. Time of recording, 10.27 p.m. on January 19th, 2020. And the bong is being passed around on the podcast right now, ladies and gentlemen. Everyone take a hit, please. Parasite just won the Screen Actors Guild Award for Best Ensemble, and I am as high as a kite right now. Not really, but seriously, like, I am sending ascending i am teleported beyond i am like matthew mcconaughey level right now people this is something else i mean whoa all right let's bring it back down to earth really quick let's introduce some people i have joining me right now for this instant sag reaction episode michael schwartz no thank you to the bong but yes please to the win Amanda Spears. Y'all, I just want to thank my brothers and sisters at Next Best Picture. All of a sudden, I have this southern accent that I've decided to discover. I, I couldn't help myself. Lauren La Magna. I'm putting Parasite for Best Ensemble on my Tinder. <laughs> A new bio. Josh Parham. Uh, I can't wait to get high with Brad Pitt and watch him take his shirt off. And, and Tom O'Brien. Uh, and I'm so happy to be reunited with my old pal, not old pal, longtime pal, Amanda Spears. And we will try not to make this the first and last occasion Tom and I are ever allowed on the same podcast and that's Bex Fisher. We're the Bickersons. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> what a night. There was so much that happened this evening. I mean, from moment to moment, speech to speech. Uh, this show, Michael was talking about it before we hopped on. There was just a flow tonight. And it, it, it what? It was what? Two hours and 15 minutes long? Yeah. Came in, got out. There were moments to be had. There were montages, an in-memoriam sequence. Great speeches. Great speeches. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, this was a great show. And it started off with Eugene Levy. <laughs> that was phenomenal i would you know it's like you don't need a host you just need a really really good comedic actor to do a bit and we got a tom hanks reaction shot out of it and we were just off to the races from there it it was this was this was a damn good show top to bottom it was a great tone setter at the top of the show which you know compared to some other ones that we've seen lately was very welcome for me yeah oscar producers watch this and take notes yes definitely the uh evening started off actually on the red carpet where the stunt ensemble awards for television and film uh were handed uh to game of thrones uh no surprise there it's won that category many times before and avengers yeah uh, yeah that's right they never actually lost this category for any one of their seasons and uh avengers endgame uh won for stunt ensemble you called it Hey, listen, I, there were things I called tonight. The one thing I also called was I did call an upset an actress, but that didn't happen. But, you know, you know what? I, I, I think we I got did, a record. I think I did pretty well tonight, all things considered, you know? I was pretty happy. I think most people did. But, Michael, uh, you actually uh, called something, uh, first award of the night. Uh, Tony Shalhoub wins for a Marvelous Mrs. Maisel for a uh, you know comedy what? actor. I did not call that, actually. I said it. May happen, but I've uh, made my formal prediction, Bill Hader and Barry. Well, I think most of us did because Hader still has yet to win for Barry at SAG. 
Yeah, you know, I just didn't want to come off as that person who's only predicting my favorite things, and one of my favorite things is Bill uh, is Tony Shalhoub in The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. But hey, I am so glad to see him win. The actors in this industry, not just this industry, but theater as well, clearly love him. He's having such a career, not even comeback, but just, you know, a rediscovering of who he is and how wonderful his performances are. So it's so wonderful to see him take this again, and I don't think it'll be the last time. Yeah, because they have this thing where they like to do repeat winners at SAG uh, time and time again. So yeah, that's they, like yeah. Alec Baldwin won for every season of 30 Rock. Well, <laughs> usually much. if you win once, they'll award you at least one more. Usually once you've won twice, that's when they stop. So yeah. hang in there, hater. Yeah. Uh, moving on from that, uh, Best Comedy Actress went to Phoebe Waller-Bridge for Fleabag. No surprise there. She completes the uh, sweep of the season. Yeah, and that's it. She's not coming back for another season. So maybe next year it'll be Catherine O'Hara for Schitt's Creek final season. Oh. Maybe. That'd I would hope cool. so. I could see that, yeah. One can dream. <laughs> You're making me cry in the thought of Catherine. The great, the great thing about SAG for the TV is for her and for someone like Helena Bonham Carter, winning isn't always everything. Sometimes being invited to the party is far more important. So, like, your chances of winning an Emmy have just increased by just being nominated. Sure. Mm-hmm. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the fact from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon. This is Krista Makes, guitarist and vocalist for Less Than Jake, and host of Krista Makes a Podcast, a songwriting podcast where every week I'm joined by an amazing guest to break down the writing, recording, and release of one iconic song from their career. In our giant, evergreen back catalog of episodes, we've had rock legends such as Dee Snyder and Huey Lewis, punk rock favorites like Mark Hoppus, Fat Mike, and Brett Gurowitz, and up-and-coming artists of today, such as Liz Stokes of The Beths and Genesis Owusu. We've had guests from all genres and styles of music, and I guarantee that if you peruse our back catalog, you'll see several episodes that'll make you say, man, I gotta hear that. Whether you're a fan of music or a creator of music yourself, you'll take away a whole new appreciation for the songs you know and love. Chris Makes a Podcast is available for free on all the places you could possibly listen to podcasts. And new episodes come out every Monday. Uh, best Comedy Ensemble goes to the shocked and bewildered cast of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, who freely and openly on live television admitted that they all voted pretty much for Fleabag. <laughs> and what the hell were they doing up there? And this is where you have the Astra influence. 
of you know all your local news anchormen and weathermen uh, and you know, like local correspondents voting in this process because Maisel, you know, third season, incredibly beloved mainstream show, and for as loved as Fleabag and Schiss Creek and Barry are and uh, Kaminsky Method, Maisel is just the show that everybody turns to. It seems like, and it's a huge ensemble show. Yeah, I, I think that just to say one thing about Tony Shalhoub and and Sterling K. Brown for that matter, they both need to to talk to their representation because. Sterling K. Brown might have walked up on stage, but he was not listed as a member of the ensemble. So he will not receive a SAG award. And Shalhoub did not receive his Grammy, even though the cast won, because I don't know how he didn't get it. He doesn't sing. He doesn't have a song on the show. If he had some words in that album, that would have been enough. That should have been enough to get him listed. So, uh, uh, yeah, I was a little. I wasn't surprised because if they like you once, they award you again. I'm just thinking of like Jimmy Kimmel now uh, during the Moonlight La Land fiasco where he's like, I don't understand why we can't just give awards to everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So then moving on from that, uh, we had our first film award of the night. Uh, Laura Dern uh, wins again for Marriage Story. No surprise there. No surprise. You know, I'm at a point where it's like, listen, it's not my number one of the category, but like we've seen time and time again in award season and you know what i'm sure is going to be an inevitability with the oscars as well i you know this is one of those scenarios where i, I really just feel it is about the the individual and the career and do, aren't we all in agreement that we all have said for a long time that laura dern should be an oscar winner so uh, i'm not listen i'm not mad about it or anything like that it, it, i've it's fine. I'm totally okay with it, you know, at this point. Yeah, it, it may not be her best performance per se, but I think that uh, tonight she helped herself enormously with that wonderful moment when she kissed her dad. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so sweet. Yeah, yeah she's, a fam- she's a kid of two actors, a legacy family of actors, and yeah, definitely not her best performance ever as an actress and definitely not the best performance in that category, in my opinion. But yeah, from the culmination of her working from like a teenager and then all the way up running for the Academy, being an active member in both film and television, she has worked her butt off and she does deserve acclaim. And I think just where she is with, you know, Big Little Lies and now Marriage Story and even um, um, what's the other film she's in again? Little Women. Little Women, sorry. Um, (laughs) It wasn't here tonight. So, yeah. And Little Woman's like, everything's coming up for her, and I'm happy for her, but I do wish that it was the strongest performance in that category, but you can't win them all. It's okay. Yeah, I'm perfectly okay with it. And you know what? Her speeches are always, they always hit the right points. They're well-spoken. She's delivering them very graciously. Um, I'm very, very happy for her. Very happy for her. Lovely human being, too, in person. I had the privilege of meeting her this year, and she she was great. You know, I got nothing, nothing negative to say about her at all. Uh, best supporting actor, the coolest guy in the room, I people. Love him. Best speech oh of the night. Oh my god, what a that speech that was! I love Holy him. hell! I love self-deprecating humor, and he freaking nailed it. This was better than the Golden Globes. It's locked up now. He can't lose. My favorite, one of my favorite lines of the night was uh, Quentin Tarantino has separated more women from their shoes than the TSA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that film, been, but that's all right. He delivered it great. <laughs> he, he has been on a roll with these jokes lately. I don't know if any of you saw last night at the PGA, 
but he was giving a speech about Plan B. I think he was being honored for all his work with oh, the yeah. production company. Yes. And he says, for those who haven't heard it, we've been around for 16 years and I have no regrets other than sharing our name with an emergency contraceptive. Didn't see that <laughs> one coming. I love him so much. And he just, he's had like a rough five, six years. And it's glad, I'm glad that he's back. And I'm glad that his fellow actors in this industry is embracing him and giving him the love that he deserves and also maybe needs in a certain way to like get back up and to be, you know, Brad Pitt. And the fact that he's getting embraced so warmly by everyone is incredibly sweet to watch. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I, I had no idea when I was at the uh, National Board of Review Awards uh, when he gave that speech and said that Bradley Cooper actually helped him get sober uh, recently. And you figure everything that he's gone through lately, it's like you can just tell that he's like living his best life right now. And that's that's a great thing to see considering how long we've um, experienced Brad Pitt on screen, you know, for some of us going all the way back to like, you know, Thelma and Louise. So... I'm once again, I'm extremely happy for the guy and he, his speeches have been nothing but stellar each time. It makes me so, so excited to see what he might say uh, at the Oscars. And I also love the uh, the Tinder profile joke. <laughs> that was fantastic. His speeches this year are like a combination of Matthew McConaughey's and Jamie Foxx's. Yeah. Yeah, with, without the audience participation of singing. Well, I think he's enjoying the moment, and and that that's nice. I also, um, you know, he's been helped the entire season by the fact that he's the only person not to win an acting award in that category. But you can't fault him for enjoying it, and and he's done a lot of good with his his company. So agreed. Yeah, yeah. yeah this is another situation where. It's not the performance I necessarily would award in this category, but I can't begrudge him winning because, no. you know, it's he's still a good presence and I still enjoy him at these shows and the speeches that he gives. And like we said, it, it's nice that he'll have an acting Oscar. Absolutely. Yeah, we, and he's like one of those classic good looking actors who's had to wait his turn to he, he had to wait to get a little older. So now that yeah. he's a little older, OK. He's he's playing a down on his luck guy. That's a joke. He's what fifty four right now? Yeah, yeah. did it Dear before God. Paul Newman, so you know he he's got that going for him. Yeah, he um, he's aging into his career so beautifully, and I have to say, some of these speeches are among the best speeches, acceptance speeches I've heard on an award show in years. Oh, collectively, absolutely, I think so as yeah. well. I can't wait for Oscar night. Hey, everyone. Sorry to interrupt, but this is a preview of our immediate reactions to the 2020 SAG Award winners here on the Next Best Picture podcast. In order to get the full reaction, you will have to head on over to Patreon, where for $1 minimum a month, you will get the rest of this podcast along with other exclusive podcast content. Thank you so much for listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Player FM, Acast, CastBox, and also on Spotify. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and we shall see you all next time.
Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book. And together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.